Hey everyone, uh, welcome to Geek's Coven. I'm Dion. And, and I'm Yessie. The other half of our little duo here. So, thank you all for joining us for our first episode, our little pilot um, to our podcast. Uh, today we're going to go over um, our, you know, just our history with Harry Potter. Our connections to Harry Potter. Just because it, we feel that Harry Potter does take up a good portion of uh, what geekdom is. Um, there's definitely like a big part of it in pop culture, fandom. And definitely a big part of our lives. <clears throat> oh yeah, it's definitely a big part of our lives. I mean, I'm 24 and... A good portion since my childhood was started with like Harry Potter up till today and definitely in the future. So I know for me, it's definitely a good part of it. Well, I'm a little bit older than you, but yes, it's also been a big, big part of my life. But to me, it's, I mean, it's my favorite. Not exactly my all time favorite. I did have other things that I was way into before I even got into Harry Potter, but it's definitely up there. Your history is none of my business. That we're trying to keep that away from the podcast, and we're trying to focus here. We're on gonna end things. up discussing my history with fandom anyway, and I'm older than you, so I have way more history than you. As long as it doesn't go anything too crazy, because I swear to God, some of your stuff—I mean, it, it, it gets out there. Hey, once you get into Lord of the Rings, you never get out of it, all right? Yeah, it's different. Not really, but you know what? Thank you for joining X Kevin today. Enjoy the episode. So Dion, yeah, how did you end up getting into Harry Potter? So for me, it started. Um, so when I was a little kid, uh, my mother she actually wrote or uh, read to me the the books as like the bedtime story. So every night we went through uh, chapter by chapter. Um, so that kind of got started with the books uh, back then, and then during my later portion of middle school, throughout my uh, high school life, that's when the movies came out. So then for me, not only did I get started with the books, but then when the movies came out for it, I got to feel a better connection because I kind of grew up with the actors as they're growing up through the movies too. I mean, if you go back and look at the Sorcerer's Stone, you can see them all as like little kids, all happy and excited and how they grow up and two actual adults towards the end of it. So are you saying that that was you? You were happy and excited? At, at first. I mean, once I finished high school... I still didn't know what the hell I was doing or what I was going getting into, and here I am. So yeah, there's now that. Now you make podcasts about Harry Potter. I mean, that's like your whole life's ambition, right there, Dion. Yeah, so hopefully we can get this going, so I can keep doing it. <laughs> uh, that's what I would love to do. Um, but so yeah, I mean, that's how I got started. Um, I now, uh, because I love Harry Potter so much, is as such a big part of me. Um, I even have a tattoo of it on my arm. It's true. He really does. Probably one of my favorite ones. It was my first tattoo. Um, hopefully more down the way, but I mean, that's how I got started with Harry Potter. That's why I love it. Um, and it's just how it became part of me, but I think they'll like to listen to see how you got started with Harry Potter. I know you had a story for me on that. So when I was in sixth grade, we had a teacher. She was actually a really good teacher. Um, but she liked to read a lot to us and she just picked out Harry Potter um, and would read it to the class for maybe like 20-30 minutes a day possibly can't remember exactly how long it was but she started reading to us the Sorcerer's Stone and mind you I was just a little kid sixth grade was maybe my second year being in the US really beginning to really understand English and this just because right, you weren't originally from here huh no I got here when I was in about fourth grade 
and it's been here ever since. But I oh, think how nice little baby Asenia coming into the states. For me, I think Harry <laughs> Potter was the first thing that, especially school wise, um, really captured my attention. So from then on, I think the first movie came out maybe about like three, four months after she started reading to us. So it was like super exciting to watch it. It was like everything just actually come to life. You know, everything that our teacher had been reading to us and we'd just been picturing it in our heads. And all of a sudden it's like, hey, it's there. You can actually see it. It was pretty cool. The only thing that was, I mean, that just sucks. I mean, which is the common thing when you go from the book right to the movie oh yeah not everything translates not of everything course translates. yes you always end up missing a big chunk of like either characters or just plot lines in general well i know like in the um, the half-blood prince uh because uh i had actually uh saw that movie first before i actually went through the books because after about the prisoner of basket man it's when my mother had stopped reading the books to me and i kind of had to like pick up on it myself um, I got used to you seeing. You just got too old, Dion. <laughs> hey, I still go back and finish the book series. What were you like, sixteen, and your mom was still putting you to bed with Harry Potter? <laughs> That's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> if you're listening to this, Dion's mom, please confirm. Uh, that's gonna be a no. Um, <laughs> so, I remember getting used to like the certain order and how the events went through during Half Blood Prince. But when I went back on uh, when I read the book for it, I'm like, wait a minute. All right, not, not the shit is this shit's not lining up the way I'm I'm used to to seeing it. And then uh, once I actually went through and I finished the book, I'm like, you know what? Why the hell couldn't they just just have done it in this order? Why did they have to like shuffle it? Like I know they're gonna skip some stuff which they did. They kind of had to take out so it can fit in the movie, but. <laughs> Obviously, as a book reader, you're expecting to see everything that you read about. Because in your head, obviously, you're reading it and you're picturing everything. So when you actually see the movie and there's stuff that's not there, you're like, oh, all right. I guess I'll just have to keep but imagining it. It's not just it. that. Because, I mean, uh, it's the order and how some of the events went through. Like, those was actually, like, in different orders. Like, it was like if you're oh, going course, one, two, yeah. three, four, they went through one, four, three, two. And it's like, it's like, no. So, I mean, that's what I'm trying to get at with that one. But I guess from like a filmmaking storytelling point of view, it makes sense to everybody who read the book. It was like, what? Why? Why do you got to change it? And then, well, because then, especially when they like, they went back to something that happened later on in the story. It's like, all right, something's a little off here. But I mean, overall, I mean, that was one, um, like I said, I had seen the movie first before I read the book, but I still liked the way it was. Um, overall, I think that probably in terms of the movie, from the movie aspect of it, Half-Blood Prince and Goblet of Fire was probably one of my, my favorite movies throughout the whole line. But then uh, in the books, to me, it was uh, Goblet of Fire and uh, Order of the Phoenix that were my favorite actual books uh, when I was going through it. So I think when I first started reading them, my favorite books were definitely The Chamber of Secrets and Prisoner of Azkaban. And I think they just had a different tone to them that was just a little bit more like adventurous, but in like a more innocent way <laughs> before things got like really dark. Um, I think Prisoner of Azkaban, also the movie is just, it's probably still one of the best to me, but I also actually really love Order of the Phoenix. Was, the Prisoner of Azkaban was definitely one uh, great movie. I mean, you had Commissioner Gordon playing Sirius Black. I mean, that was pretty cool. I think like, 
most of us as kids just did not compute who that was. Because well, no, I don't but think we that go was, back to it now. That was not an actor that little kids normally watch. So now when you're like, oh, it's Gary Oldman, you're like, it's so exciting because it's Gary Oldman and you know Gary Oldman from all these other things. So to well, actually yeah. see him as serious Black, you're like, oh my God, how cool is that? Because yeah, now you can actually piece it together. I mean, it's just oh, like, like the adult humor that's found inside Disney uh, Disney movies that you don't pick up when you're a kid, but then you go back and watch it later on in your life and you're like, oh, that's what they meant. Like, there's all these terrible adult jokes that nobody caught i mean of course probably our parents did just as his children for those who actually watched them i mean my dad never sat through a disney movie with uh, me or my sister um my mother was always the one to watch that with us because she actually got into it too um which probably for those reasons um, i mean i always watched them with my brothers i can't tell you that i ever saw a child or a children's movie any children's movie with any of my parents with either of them no but it was I think my brothers probably cut on to them, obviously, because they were, of course, younger than my parents. They were more hip to those things, if you will. Hip? Uh, you were kind of dating yourself a little there, I think, <laughs> aren't you? I'm old. What can I say? Yeah, I mean, well, going back to, like, the prison of Raskin, man, what was pretty cool about that one, because um, since uh, Sirius Black, I mean, his nickname is Padfoot for when he uh, turns into that dog. That giant uh, dog version. You know, speaking of that, I always, I can't just ever get that meme out of a, my head when it's like, you know, um, Ron's brothers, George and Fred, basically watched him sleep <laughs> with the man named Peter <laughs> for nights and nights and said nothing. Maybe they had better things to worry about than what's going on with their brother. I mean, they're always trying to get in trouble or like see what else they can do to always like top themselves. So, I mean, whether they care about, you know, Ron or just... Off in history, and they're like, eh, he's in the dorm. That's fine. All right, let's see where like Filch is at and shit like that. <laughs> I mean, that's what they're that's what they're looking for. Is that way they know where to go. But I mean, honestly, now that you think about it, it's like that's something that definitely would have appeared mm-hmm. on the map. Like, yeah, you, as you we saw, have, yeah, as we saw during there, which that's why uh, uh, Lupin and uh, Sirius thought. Well, at first, I thought he was dead. Then once uh, Lupin got the map from Harry, he's yeah, like, wait a minute, how they realize, hey, hold up, he's still here. How? Yeah, of course. But yeah, so Peter was uh, Wormtail, uh, Sirius was Padfoot, uh, you had Lupin, he was, um, what's his name again, uh, Mooney, Mooney and was his nickname James for when he, was James was Prongs. Prongs, yes. So that's why when it goes through on the Marauder's map, uh, Padfoot, Prongs, Wormtail, and all them, when you read it, that's why it's referencing them, because during their time at Hogwarts, they were the Marauders, so the Marauder's map. Of course. But the funny thing about, uh, so with his name being Padfoot, um, that's actually what I named one of my dogs after. He's a little terrier mix. And I actually of course, named he names him the smallest dog Padfoot. He's not the smallest one. <laughs> Gingers are smallest. He's probably about to say the midsize. Because the biggest one's the pug, but that's mostly because he's fat. He's a little chubby. That's why my sister uh, next named him Fat Boy. Like, Fat Boy! And then he turns around and he actually looks at us and he responds to it. But. Um, yeah, so I named him Padfoot, and it'll be the funniest thing ever because throughout the other Harry Potter movies, if I'm watching it when it's up on TV or something, or I just have it playing, most of the movies he'll kind of watch, but then not really, then he'll go to sleep, but the first time I had, uh, The Prisoner of Azkaban playing, he actually, like, picked his head up, and he was looking intently at the TV, straight up watching that one. Right. I just thought that was pretty cool, since that's where his, the name for his character first comes in. Yeah, he thinks you're calling to him. It's like, no, not that Padfoot. Well, they never referred to him as Padfoot. They always referred to him as Sirius Black. Oh, uh, really? In the movie? 
And the movies, mm-hmm. they always refer... Well, at least in those ones they did. It wasn't until, I think it was Order of the Phoenix, when uh, Sirius goes with them to the train station uh, early on. That's when uh, Mad-Eye uh, calls out to Padfoot. He calls Padfoot. It was Lupin. It was one of the two that was with them. I can't remember the exact detail. Because, uh, yeah, because uh, to watch him go off on the Hogwarts Express... When they're at King's Landing. No, not Landing. Sorry. Wow. So, <coughs> Dion's just getting a little ahead of himself right now. He's jumping into a whole nother ship. <laughs> leave Don't Game get of me Thrones. Started. No, leave Game of Thrones for a whole nother episode. Okay? It was uh, King's, Cr- King's Crossing, Cross. right? Yeah. King's Crossing. Uh, When they're at that train station. So, that way he can be with them and see him off. He was in the shape of the dog the whole time. So, and I think yeah, it was mad He can't come out as serious Black. But yeah, did you ever realize uh, how he actually got out of Azkaban? Um, I did he turn himself into a dog? So, with the Dementors going around uh, through all the cells, how they're sucking the life out of everyone, um, it's constantly draining them and putting them into like a deep state of depression. So no one really had the energy to try to fight back or actually so do anything. Azkaban is just like normal life, basically. For those who work in retail, yes. Um, <laughs> your managers are the Dementors. Uh, thank you, and that's it for the show. <laughs> but no, um, thank you, thank you very much. So, because he was an unregistered Animagus, um, well, yeah, they had no idea that these so no one knew kids that he, turned themselves into. Animagus. So no one knew that he was able to turn into a dog. But it turns out that the Dementors' power of sucking like the joy out of people, it works differently on animals than it does on humans. So periodically, he'll uh, continue to turn back into his dog form. And eventually, he was able to save up enough strength to the point where he was actually able to make a break for it. He actually slipped through as a dog, and their senses didn't quite pick him up no, because he's a dog, not yeah, because the actual biology the biology was different. And then that's how he actually escaped. That's what I thought. I remembered him getting out as a dog, but honestly, I mean, I think I think mostly everybody will agree with us that Prisoner of Azkaban is probably one of the best ones out of the series. Um, I think for me where I started getting kind of I mean I remember when Goblet of Fire came out and I bought the book and I was like oh my god this is massive (laughs) and then I still read it in like three days but (laughs) like you know you're a speed reader right well that's not like I like Goblet of Fire because it's like it's a nice in between from it's like late what like late teens I think they were supposed to be like 14 right or 14 14, or 15 15. yeah it's midway I mean well, because they considered them adult at seventeen, so it would be on, it would be at that later. But I think part that was the first book when you're kind of like, oh, like some real shit is happening. Like, oh no, like somebody actually died, like, and stayed dead. You know, like that was a real consequence. I think so. I think that's what sets apart the tone. Like I said earlier, from like Sorcerer's Stone to Prisoner of Azkaban. Once it hit Goblet of Fire, it was like everything changed because that's when everything just really. That's when shit got real. Yeah. Um. Well, actually, towards the later one, I think it was in, I think it was in the first, well, in Deathly Hollows during the movie, it was in that part one, when they were uh, shipping out uh, Harry and he was with Hagrid, and they had, everyone else was like being doubles of him. Yeah. Uh, when Hagrid died, I be, uh, not Hagrid, uh, Hedwig, when Hagrid died taking that shot uh, from Dumbledore for him, that was meant to symbolize like the death of his innocence. So like, all right, he's an actual adult now, shit's going to go down. Yeah, and I actually have to deal with it himself, yeah. I think Deathly Hollows for me, especially the first part, was a bit hard to watch. 
because it was like you watch these friends be together and then all of a sudden there's real adult feelings involved you know yeah, I mean, that's where Sirius dies. I mean, I actually had to shed some tears during that part. Not in Deathly Hollows. No, not Deathly Hollows. I thought you went back to the... No, I was talking about to... Deathly Hollows. Okay, yeah. I thought you went back to Order of, Order of the Phoenix for a second. No, I mean, honestly, like I said, it started with Cedric. Poor old Cedric. <laughs> <coughs> uh, he thought he was winning. No. Nope. Way better than um, a certain uh, Twilight adaptation with him. Um, just saying. I mean, we all know him as Cedric. Nothing else ever happened. Let's move on from there. <laughs> well, I remember seeing a meme a while back uh, of uh, J.K. Rowling doing uh, like some press conference. Like, someone put a meme together of her between uh, the author of Twilight, how they're going back and forth between uh, Robert Pattinson's characters, uh, Cedric Diggory and uh, Edward Cullen, right? That was their last names? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and she was saying, like, you see, in my books, vampires are actually a real-life threat. <laughs> and Cedric Diggory wiped the floor with your shiny-ass bitches. Wow. I and mean, it was a funny meme. I, I I really found that to be entertaining. I mean, Cedric was a good character, and it was really sad when he died, to be honest, because we weren't expecting it. And I think, like I said, that's when everybody realized, like, oh, shit, this is really happening. I mean, obviously, when Sirius died, that was... That's when it struck, that's when it struck me in the feels. That's when... Uh, oh, yeah, because he wanted him to, like, have a father figure, actually, you know? Like, he yeah, well, wanted him to live somewhere else, be happy for once. And, and he, it was well, like, uh, nope. He was going to have him live with them. He was going to finally yeah. leave... Um, his aunt and uncle's uh, terrible home where they didn't really care for him, uh, at least on the surface-wise. And uh, so he was actually be with someone who, like, legit really put the effort to try to embrace him and take him in as family. He was his godfather. Of course. And that's where, I think, that's where, like you said, it really hit in the feels because it was like, oh, he was so close to having a better life. And Belichick, Lachance, uh took it away. Yep. But, I mean, honestly... Bellatrix is still a very badass character, villain or not. Uh, what I, what I wish, <laughs> what I really wish they would put in the movie, um, that I uh, read in the book was um, we saw a little bit more of a darker side to Harry right after that fact because oh, in the course, book yeah. he actually used the Cruciatus curse against Bellatrix. Didn't last very long because he didn't really have it in him to do that. But the fact that it showed like a darker side to him, I was kind of happy to see that, you know, little two sides of like your main person. But of course, from the movie aspect, uh, they didn't do that. So I was a little disappointed when I read that in the book. I'm like, I think at that point you were like, you've done enough damage just by killing Sirius. So it's like, okay, how much can we actually take? (laughs) I mean, because it kind of goes a little more, I would say like a bit more natural for him because he wants to get his revenge uh against against her to help avenge him of course i mean eventually that's why i think what it was in the next one or when they were uh half-blood prince and half-blood prince when because that's the one where uh uh, during the winter break it was what it was him uh hermione ron jenny they're all staying at the weasley house over was it their winter break like around christmas time they all stayed over there with them and uh bellatrix and a few of the death eaters came and uh they came to uh Attack I them. want to say that was Half Blood Prince, but I cannot remember. Right and as soon as he heard her laughter, and she was already uh, uh, taunting the fact that she had killed Sirius Black, he's like, "Oh shit! No, I'm going to, I'm going to get her." And off he went. I mean, I think by the time, honestly, I mean, would you say that you were really that like when Dumbledore died? Was it really as big of a deal as when? You know, like Sirius died. I think in the in that moment, because of how close he was getting to Sirius Black, 
and they're about to spend their lives as like an actual family together. I mean, yeah, I would feel like those. I would. I would think that those feelings would have been stronger. Dumbledore was a nice like role model to him, but this is someone who was gonna actually have as family. But I think I think what everybody now, when you read and you watch and you go back and everything, you realize that Dumbledore really was more or less leading him along this whole time to use him. Well, yeah, that's why like uh, when they go back and show Sirius's side of it when he gives Harry that memory, how essentially he was uh raising him up to be like pig for the slaughter. Which, I mean, honestly, it's like, yes, he needed a plan for it to work. But it's like, how are you going to sacrifice this poor child, you know, that really had nothing to do with it? He wasn't, you know, it wasn't his choice to be made into a horcrux, ultimately. Like, Well, that wasn't uh, Voldemort's intention either. No, Oops, but... I said his name. Oh, uh, well. Um, <laughs> now they're coming for you. Oh, uh, well. I got <laughs> I got the mark on me, so I think I'll be good. Um, uh, that's true. You do have the Death Eater's mark. Yep. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Just in case, you know, I gotta, get, I gotta get my sides covered on there. I mean, he's playing both sides just like Snape. I mean, is it gonna work for him? I don't Double, know. triple agent, we'll find out what happens. <laughs> um, basically, as long as I don't kill anyone and take ownership of the Elder Wand, I think I'll be fine. I mean, I don't think so. I don't think you got that kind of power. I wish I did, though. I mean, that would be pretty awesome. Yeah, but you don't, so... Well, that's what, like I was telling one of our friends um, that like if I actually, like, if I, like, straight up got the choice one day to, like, all right, you'll be transported to a magical world, but, and, like, you'll have, like, the powers you wanted and everything, so you kind of pretty much get to go on your own adventure and do your own thing for it, almost like a Harry Potter world or whatever. The only catch was you had to, like, leave immediately, just vanish from existence from this world, leave your friends, family, everyone you knew, just leave them all behind, and you just go start something new. Would you do it? I'm like, and I'll tell them, like, Oh, hell yeah, in a heartbeat. I'll do that shit. I'm like... Oh my god, you would leave your family behind? If I got to go be into a magical world like that, hell yeah, I would. And I've told him this in quite a few occasions. Like, you know what? If I actually got that, <laughs> this is what I would do. It's a wonder your parents have not disowned you. Yeah, it was... It's how we all get along with each other. I mean, my dad constantly <laughs> uh, would joke about, like, giving my mom divorce papers and stuff. She'd be like... Hey, bring it. I'll sign it. I don't I don't care. Bring it. Tell him, man. <laughs> She's like, you don't have the guts. Come on now. She's like, you ain't gonna do better than me. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's not the type of humor that they're that they're not used to hearing. It's stuff that goes around in our household all the time. Oh, of course. No wonder your mom read to you until you were 18. Oh, so now you're going up, huh? Now you're going up in years? <laughs> um... Didn't you say you were 18 years old when your mom was reading Harry Potter to you in bed? No, I said when I was a little kid, I'll, that's when she would read it to me. So last week. Look, being short and being little are two different things. You just said, I mean, you did not completely specify, all right? If you're not going to be clear with your words, don't be mad when they get turned around on you. Look, because I mean, you're not that much taller than me. I mean, you're like, we're, it's only like within an inch difference of each other. But still a difference. Nah, don't give me that. Still a difference. So... Thinking back on it, like I said, I think, you know, our teacher read it to us. I got into it. I had this friend, actually, that would give us little Christmas gifts. And one of the first things she ever gave me was this little Hedwig um, plushie. Mm -hmm. And my God, I wish I'd kept it because it was so cute. <laughs> that's so cute. Like, it oh, my God. so cute. But I think that's probably... Imagine how gingy that thing would have been but, but if you I still mean, had it till now. I took good care of all my plushies. I still have plushies that were given to me like 12 years ago. Like, 
Okay. I mean, obviously, this would have been like... More than 12 years ago. How old I am? I mean, how old am I? How old I am? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, if I got it when I was 12 and I'm now... Yeah, so it's been over 10 years. (laughs) (laughs) But I'll say, uh, you ready to give people your age now? No. No, I'm not. We're just going to keep you all guessing. Well, I already told you guys, you know I'm 24. She's older than me. Do with that what you will. We didn't Uh, say how much older, but yes, there's some difference there. But like I said, yes, um, I think I used to just get really excited. mm -hmm. I think at that point in my life, whenever I would see anything that was like Harry Potter, (laughs) like it didn't matter what it was. I was just excited to see it. Yes. Um, Like if it was on a juice box. You knew I was buying it. I felt like I was always like an easy person <laughs> for like my family to get me something for Christmas because as just as long as like it was Harry Potter, boom, that was it. I'm, I'll be happy with it. I mean, for a good while, uh, like don't be like those loot crates where you like order those like monthly or like uh, or every six months you get like a, a box full of stuff. Um, they had a specific one from the Wizarding World, and to get that thing started, uh, it was about the houses. Uh, well, when Pottermore came up and I did the the quiz for it, it uh, housed me into Ravenclaw. I'm a Slytherin, by the way. Did you do the Pottermore quiz? Yes. Okay. I mean, just making sure. I've done, like, countless of them, and somehow always I end up in Slytherin. <laughs> I don't know how. Again, uh, do with that what you will. Um, <laughs> do not judge me by my Hogwarts house. But, I mean, in all reality, I mean, that's just, they just have different values. That doesn't mean they're evil. I mean. Her, she might <laughs> she might be a special case. Um, just In more ways than bit. one. <laughs> but... You have no evidence of anything. Well, I mean, you're here with me, aren't you? We're doing this together. That proves you're That's at least a little still crazy. still not evidence. Yeah, but it's not evidence of evilness. You still, I mean, you still might be a special case. But either way, <laughs> um, at least at the, at the time of when I had taken uh, the Pottermore quiz, yeah, it housed me into Ravenclaw. So when I did my loot crate, I actually uh, specified that my house was Ravenclaw. Those who would prefer, uh, they value creativity wisdom stuff like that don't give me those eyes the rest of us are just smart um (laughs) well they also house uh the brains too which is why that was a kind of close call for like hermione to be good to go into either ravenclaw or gryffindor i think slytherin is cunning it was cunning ambition uh basically stuff like that um that was that's their main goal that's not that's not to say they're bad traits there just happen to be some bad people in there but at the same time, I mean, Peter Pettigrew, he was a Gryffindor. And look how messed up he was. And he was still a terrible person. So, I mean, do that was well. And look at uh, Severus Snape. I mean, he was probably one of the best people um, there altogether. And he was housed into was Slytherin. too, yeah. I think one of the few mistakes that the Sorting Hat will admit to I mean, he would did be ask Severus Harry. He did ask Harry if he wanted to be a Gryffindor. Well, that's not yes. that's not uh, his mistake. His one of his one of the very few mistakes he'll admit to doing. Oh, of course. Would be Severus Snape that he should have put him in Gryffindor instead of Slytherin. But um, but I think it was probably also going off of you know Snape's whole family was probably all Slytherins. I mean, they point. take your lineage into consideration course, as well. Yes. Well, that's why I like think um, Bellatrix was and can be saying Bellatrix is uh. Related to uh, Sirius. I believe yeah. they're our cousins, they're right? Cousins, yes. And she was a Slytherin. And I think he still got Gryffindor, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, and then uh, so fairly recently, I took this different quiz from it and I actually gave you a broke down the percentages of your housing. Uh, so you can actually see how much percent are you of Gryffindor, Slytherin, Ravenclaw, and Hufflepuff. So when I did this one, I actually got different results on this one. Eh, not by much, but a little bit. It had me, I think, at like 80% or 83% uh, Slytherin this time. Oh, see? And then with a very high percentage of uh, of Ravenclaw, you then Gryffindor, the and a very little portion was Hufflepuff. <laughs> Fuck them. Um. <laughs> Why does, like, nobody ever talk about Hufflepuff? Like... I think in, like, Harry Potter world, it was like, oh, yeah, the, this is the other house. <laughs> but nobody ever, like, really goes in depth into... Well, I mean, at least they have their colors right, though. Because if you look oh. at it, I mean, whenever you go and look up, uh, like, Ravenclaw merchandise, well, that's one of the things that got me a little upset about. Is because in the book, it's uh, gold, or it was bronze, and blue. And it was an eagle for the house mascot. I think now, what is it? I usually and when they, see it as For silver. some reason, silver, when they yeah. did the movies, they put a raven on there. And then they put, and they switch it to blue and silver. So whatever you go through, through the Wizarding World, where if you go to Universal Studios, you look online, the majority of the stuff on there is always going to show silver blue and, and silver blue. with the raven. I mean, that's what you get for being a Ravenclaw in the first place. Don't give me your shit, I swear to God. <laughs> That's what you get for being so, a Ravenclaw. Like, I mean, I'm they, sorry. they really got the short end of the stick there because they can't even get their colors right on the merchandise. Yeah, but have you seen anybody? I mean, honestly, I'm sure I've seen online, you know, people are... Only very few more fans, people... Are, oh, no, I would say a lot of the fans are more into... Only like, know, very few people like on Etsy will have uh, the blue and gold or that blue and bronze. Only very few people like on Etsy will have that stuff on there. But you can't just go and like really find anything i mean aesthetic choices that's all it is i just don't understand why it was like such a big deal for them to like not actually keep the same colors maybe the colors didn't come out the same on camera you ever think about that maybe they just didn't look right yeah i think it would have been fine um because i mean and then it kind of tied in a little better because you think it was fine but did you make the movies look (laughs) because but did you make the movie it would have paired nicely with it because you have a little gray in with Hufflepuffs black and gold, or the yellow. But see, Gryffindor, Slytherin, Gryffindor also let, let has... Me, let, let me finish. Let me finish. Slytherin's is green and gray, or green and silver. Gryffindor's is red and gold, red, yellow, and gold. And the houses have their own little alliances, small-ish ones. Uh, Ravenclaw and Gryffindor have always fairly worked closely-ish together. And their colors kind of go tied into it because the book ones is blue and gold, which will match with Gryffindors. But they didn't do that for the movies. All right, now I may continue. Okay, now first of all, you need to get over that. Second of all, I think the reason why they didn't go with the blue and gold is because they already had a lot of gold in other houses. They just had gold just because it was in the castle. I the mean, only, real, I, the only I, real person who had gold was Gryffindor. Yeah. Obviously, you want Gryffindor to stand out. Don't you? No. Since that's the main house. Yeah, it makes sense. You need to get over yourself, all right? You poor little Ravenclaw. (sighs) See here. Yeah, see. Um, What? But yeah, and then, uh, so for a good while, I mean, I was doing those boxes um, until I finally got too much for me to keep up with it. But I mean, I had a bunch of different Harry Potter memorabilia that I was like proud of like I got a few of the pens with the you should be that were the wins the ones more now. 
<laughs> one of the wins. <laughs> the wins. Uh, the wands. Um, like, it gave me um, Severus Snape's wand as a pen, and I got uh, Harry's wand as a pen. I wish I would have gotten um, Voldemort's. I really liked the way his wand was. You know, I always, I still want to go to Universal and get that little wand that you can do the little tricks with. Oh, I've been, oh, I've been to the Wizarding World uh, at Universal. I've been to it, too. Butterbeer is amazing if you get that, uh, the cold, the frozen one. Uh, really? The frozen really one? I loved it. I could not drink the hot one. Like, the frozen one Well, I didn't do the hot one. Because there's a frozen one that's almost like a slushy. Mm-hmm. And then there's, like, the one that almost looks like an actual beer. There's that regular cold one. Now, that's the one I got. No, the slushy was the best for me, honestly. Out of all of them, I like the slushy the best. You are a special case. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, when, uh, when I went there for my first time, because our friends, uh, Christian and John... Um, and our other friend, Jeremy, uh, the three of them, because we had uh, all gotten uh, annual passes for Universal. So the three of them took me to Universal for my first time over there. Oh, they popped your cherry. <laughs> oh, please don't use that phrasing. <laughs> <laughs> but it was cool. So then, of course, the first stop we do, as soon as we walk in through the through the gates, we go right into the Wizarding World. We start off with a butter beer, and then we wait in line for the Harry Potter ride. I didn't go into the ride because um, I'm just not a ride person. I did get to walk into the castle, though, because they do let you still go into it. Yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's it. a cool yeah. thing when you actually look, go in there and you see all the stuff that's part of it. Oh, yeah, like that was really cool, but I was like, I, <laughs> I ain't getting in no ride. Um, <laughs> I actually, uh, when I was in there, because, so when you're in that little castle going through the line... Um, they're constantly, uh, well, just in general, when you're in the Harry Potter world, the Wizarding World there, you're listening to the soundtracks they had during the movies. Of course. And it was, it was a great experience. Like, I remember walking in and we got there at, like, right when it opened. That's what the time we went through. It was so much better because there's, like, way less of a line you have to Oh, yeah, through. no, like, it was pretty awesome. My husband was really excited because he got to see Mario Lopez outside of Universal. I was like, okay. Hey. <laughs> I was like, I'm here for Harry Potter. <laughs> You can wait him, but I'm I'm going on. I was like, I don't care about I mean, later, all the, right. The ride the ride was pretty fun. Um, then afterwards, I mean, we stopped by and I got a, I got a little stand for the ones, mm-hmm. and I actually got uh, two replicas of the one was from Sirius Black, because um for my dog. I mean, I wanted to bring tie that back into the household, so I got a replica of his one. You hear that? For his dog. Go well, on. to tie it back into it because I have it in the household. <laughs> Not like my dog's gonna suddenly get a pulse of thumbs and start casting spells in my in my home. I mean, you never know. It may not even be a dog, Dion. For all you know, you've also been sleeping next <laughs> to another man named Peter this whole time. Um, but so I got that one, and then for my second one, I got the uh, Lord Voldemort's a replica of his that white one. I just like the way how that the end of like the the handle is the hilt. For it, how it has that little curve or like that little beak yeah. type thing for it? I to me that just looks pretty cool. I mean, when I went, honestly, what did I get from the gift shop? I know for sure I got a couple of pins because I just love putting pins and stickers on everything. Um, I got some keychains too. I think that was it. Yeah. If I had more money, I would have probably gotten one of the robes. But um, oh, those are expensive. Now. Yeah, I saw them. <laughs> like, yeah, fuck that. I'm not getting that today. Um, so I haven't gotten my robes yet. But uh, I got a blanket from there, and um, we went through uh, Honey Dukes, and you know, 
all of us, we just got like a couple candies to eat as we're going through the rest of the park. But uh, yeah, have you ate? Did you eat at the uh, the restaurant they have there? It's the three broomsticks, right? Yeah, we didn't stop there to eat though. It's actually pretty good. It's not that it's not too bad when you go in there. Oh no, uh, I'm sure it's not. So in one of our visits, oh, you know we actually why went we in there. We didn't stop there to eat because we actually ended up eating in Simpsons World. <laughs> yeah, we ate a crusty burger. Well, one of the places, uh, one of the other times that we had went, we didn't go to the crusty burger, but went to the Italian one with uh, Luigi's, uh, Luigi's Italian. Yeah, yeah. We went to his, we went to his restaurant. I mean, it was okay. I think all we had was just we just wanted to eat something quick, but actually, what <laughs> Harry Potter aside, aside from the butter beer, what I actually got to try on that trip was the Duff beer, which was really good. Duff man, oh yeah, can't breathe. <laughs> that is probably one of the better beers I've ever tasted, and I still can't find anything else like it. An actual Duff beer. Yeah, they make it. I'm, I mean, I I'm... think honestly, I think somebody could maybe come up with like an alcoholic butter beer. Well, though they have, there's plenty of recipes for it. Like, we should, and we if should you, try that out. Because uh, I think one of the recipes for if you wanted to make it alcoholic was at a, a butterscotch uh, schnapps. Ooh, schnapps. So that way you can get the alcohol yeah, with the it, but it still goes flavor, in with the yeah. flavor. Yeah. Fun fact, during the movies, I think it was, uh, what was it? Apple cider? Something like that. They used something like that that was really high carbonated mm-hmm. so they can get that froth, like that frothy uh, look to it. In oh the yeah, because they really do look just so foamy. <laughs> yeah, we should do that next time. We should actually make our own little butter beers. I mean, that, uh, we're, that's we're gonna, gonna take some stuff to get to get put together, though. Have you seen those recipes? To do it at home, it takes a, I've it takes seen a bit of some for the non-alcoholic one, but you know what? We're gonna do after we finish this. We're gonna find a tutorial, and then sometime soon, we're gonna have to try it out. And then, well, of course, we'll let you know how it came out to us. Hopefully, we haven't been uh, too wasted with it. Um, <laughs> but we'll see how strong it ends up coming out. I At least I'm hoping it doesn't taste good from at least the stuff I've heard with it. I mean, it can't be that bad. I mean, like I said, I heard when it first came out, a lot of people were complaining about the taste, especially for that, like, hot one. But it was, like, it's, if you get the cold one, especially, like I said, the slushy one, I think, is the better form of it. Because I think that's more of an actual treat versus a drink. I mean, I don't know. Understand why people get a hot version of it. I mean, I mean who really wants hot butterscotch? Come on now. <laughs> and then I mean, when throughout the book or movie did they ever drink that shit hot? It's always been a cold drink that they've had. Of course, and that's what you want to do. You want to do a hot drink. Even during the winter of Half of Half Blood Prince, when they uh, when they're inside the three broomsticks, they're yeah, still on. Don't worry, we're good. Um. Oh, no, it wasn't wintertime. They were just there. Uh, they were visiting Hogsmeade. And, yeah, it was snowing outside. And yet they still uh, ordered... Th- Hermione still ordered them three butter beers. They're tall, like, pint glasses. And, uh, yeah, and they were cold. I'm telling you, we should actually make an, a version of that. Let's, let's give that a try. So I think... We'll put our list together. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. We got, a, we got a long list of things to get through. Um, so I think switching gears a little bit, um, speaking again of, you know, just normal Harry Potter fandom, I think one aspect of just Harry Potter in general has that it has always caused controversy <laughs> for the whole witchcraft aspect of it. Um, we were 
you actually recently found an article about. Uh, yeah, so it's an article from back. Uh, I think it was, it was September third of twenty nineteen. So I mean, it's a few months old, but so f- I mean, fairly recent. Yeah, but I still cannot and believe that for a book that came out, what is it, almost over twenty two years ago, maybe. I mean, it's been out for a good bit. <laughs> um, People still find ways to make it controversial. <laughs> So, uh, what I found was, uh, so apparently in Nashville, Tennessee, um, there was this Catholic school. I believe it was called St. Edward, uh, St. Edward's Catholic School. The pastor that, that ran the school, he actually, um, banned, uh, the Harry Potter books from being in their school library. And he had them taken off the shelves because he had thought that, uh, or he was saying that the spells were actually real and that the kids would start to conjure up evil demons and spirits and shit like that. I mean, honestly, it's just, it amazes me, like I said, that after almost probably over 20 years at this point, (laughs) people still find ways to ban Harry Potter. (laughs) I I mean, if that stuff was real, there would have been a lot more dead people by now from my hands. I mean, where's my chocolate frogs at, you know? Like, come on now. That shit ain't jumping. Um... Oh, yeah, oh but... actually, right there at, uh, at Honey Dukes, you can actually buy the chocolate frogs. I was thinking about that, getting some candy out of there, yeah. Bring me some. <laughs> <laughs> you know uh, what? It was always, like, um, kind of, uh, like, curious about was the... Oh, the... Every the, flavor. The every flavor jelly beans uh-huh, ones. Every flavor jelly beans. I think people actually still... Don't they make some yeah, version they make of that? Those. And you can actually buy the thing. Harry Potter ones. Well, they make... And like a regular, like the Jelly Belly brand stuff like that. I mean, they make the like the nasty versions, like Ugh. like nasty flavors for it. But um, you can actually get the every flavor uh, ones uh, from the movies in Honeydukes. But it's like almost all the sweets, the pumpkin patsies, the the chocolate frogs, the jelly beans, um, everything, licorice yeah. ones, all that shit. You can get right from their store. I mean, I think honestly for. A franchise that has inspired so much merch. It's honestly, it's how real do quick. People... Uh, this episode is not sponsored by Honeydukes. Uh, <laughs> we wish or it Warner were. Brothers. Um. We wish <laughs> it were sponsored by Honeydukes, but that'd be amazing. Imagine just having like a bunch of free candies shipped to us. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if it magically appears, I'm willing to accept that. All right, where's my wand? Let's give this shit a shot. Apparently, uh, we can conjure up real spells with this shit. So uh, let's give it a try. I mean, like I said, it's just it's. It's so old at this point, you know? <laughs> well, because, I mean, well, the Harry Potter in general, it's been about a good, I want to say... It has to be, I want to say... I want to say at least, like, 20 years or so. Oh, yeah. For the, very the least, books yes. to have come out. And then at least another, like, 10-plus years-ish for the movies. I at mean, least of the Harry Potter series. Almost. No. The first movie came out in 2001, didn't it? Or 2002. No, 2001. 2001. Okay. So... It's Think been about over it. 10 years. <laughs> so it's been over 10 years to that one. So it's been even longer for the books. And yet they still now are finding it offensive and being something that's act- that's a danger to because, the students. you know, it might be real witchcraft. But honestly, I mean, I think Harry Potter will remain to be one of the biggest books in the world, no matter what. I think, I mean, you still have children that 
you know, will continue reading it that it's brand new to them. You well, know? especially for, like, those of us who kind of grew up with it. And then when... Uh, I mean, now you have, you know, the parents who read Harry Potter 20 years ago are now and, reading it to their kids. Yeah, you know? so that's Just the like cycles... Just the... last week. <laughs> Don't start. Um, I mean, the cycle just continues, just like how now, like we have gaming parents that introduce their kids to uh, the games like they grew up playing and stuff. It's the same thing. That stuff, the cycles and continue on that way. So I mean, there's some good stuff going on through there, and then now it's helped get more people involved with it too. I mean, yeah, the Fantastic Beast franchise where they're oh, yeah, which like, they're doing great in their own right. It will continue to grow, like no matter what. You know, obviously it's big enough for Universal to now have its own. Like a Wizarding good portion world, of the you know. park set for that. I want to go to the actual one in Florida because it's so much bigger. Oh you God, got the yeah. Green Gods Bank and stuff. I want to go to that one. Yeah, but then you got to get to Florida. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So I'm going to start saving up. Uh, I'm going to ask our supervisor for a uh, for my vacation time and off I go. Um, like so Dion's never going to make it to so Florida. I'll, I'll let you know uh, when we're going to have to take a break for the podcast because I'm in Florida. Nah, don't be waiting on that. <laughs> Yeah, it'll be a good bit. I still, there's so much money I have to save up for that because if I go there, I'm not gonna want to budget myself and be like, all right, I want to go ape ship up in this place. And if he's I gonna, see something, I want to get it. He's gonna be buying those robes, kids. He's gonna be buying all the robes. Well, I, I know, know you sent me the a link to Amazon to get like a onesie from Slytherin. Yes, because we were talking about pajamas. <laughs> well, I mean, I would have to get a Ravenclaw one. I mean, yes, sure, my Ugh. most recent t- test did show Slytherin. But it was still very close to my original uh, Ravenclaw aspect of it. I mean, honestly, I would just save up for the trip. Yeah. Just don't go ham on the robes, okay? Not on the robes, just everything else. <laughs> you know? I'm going to Green Gods. I'll go to the Hogsmeade and everything. And then I'm going to go ape shit there. And I'm like, hey, look what I got. I'll bring some stuff back for, for it so we can uh, unwrap and uh, kind of just experience right here in the podcast. So at least we get some more content. It would to bring be back. cool, you know. You can bring back some Honeydukes candy. Well, we can just go over to LA for that one. Uh, I mean, yeah, but then you have to drive in LA, and the traffic is just. Well, that's why we would have to leave early so we can be there when it opens. I mean, we don't have a flying car, you know. Well, I mean, that shouldn't have existed to begin with. <laughs> Remember, he I almost mean... lost his job just off of Mr. Weasel. Almost lost his job just because of that. I mean, you don't want to enchant another Ford, what was it, a Ford Anglica? I don't even remember. I think, I think, maybe I'm wrong on that, but I think that's what it was. I mean. Basically, it was a Ford car, though. What I would really like to have is a motorcycle of, like, the one Hagrid uh, rode. Oh. I would love to get one of those. That would be cool, yes. Honestly. I don't know. I think, I mean, for me, honestly, I think I would just like to apparate anywhere, anytime. Hey, all right, you know what? I'm gonna go overseas. Psh, psh. I hear the the experience is pretty jarring for that though. I mean, you get used to it eventually, don't you? Yeah, I'm sure they get used to it, but at least at the beginning, uh, it's I mean, gonna... so long as you don't splice yourself, you know, you should be good. Yeah. So, <laughs> and the way how your mental stability is, I'm not too sure about uh, how I feel with your levels of that. Hey, if part of me ends up in Europe, part of me ends up in Europe. I ain't gonna be mad about it. Of course not, because you'll be dead. You're not gonna feel a thing. No <laughs> one's gonna give a shit. Yeah, the, but I'll be dead your poor in husband's, Europe. Your poor husband's gonna have to only bury half of you. I mean, I wonder if he wonder if he gets half of a casket if it's only half a body. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I really doubt that. You know, funerals are very expensive. 
Well, that's why, I mean, the thing is, I don't understand why people would, uh, would, uh, go through the process of the burying aspect of it. I mean, it just costs so much when it's like, and most people, when they do, when they do bury them, no one goes and shows up to the tombstones or it's very rarely that they do it. Yeah. But do you want to, you know, take ashes home and then like, it's like, mm. so here's what my family and I, we've already talked about this. So we have our plan down. If my parents were to die, they told us, my sister and, if and I. if anything happens, come find them. Don't even go there. <laughs> um, they told my sister and I that to have them uh, cremated. And if one were to go before the other, hold on to the ashes until the other one gets cremated. Um, well, until the other one dies, then we have them cremated. Um, and then we let their uh, ashes go in the wind together over like uh, the water or something like that. So that way they can like ride the winds together, even That's in death. That's very sweet, but then you're polluting the water. <laughs> yeah, um, I told them like, "Hey, I can save more money if I'm just holding. If we're holding on to you guys, I'll put you in a Ziploc bag. Uh, I'll have a marked with a little sharpie on there. Uh, mom's ashes. Okay, we're good. Dad, when see, it's your turn, we got you. We got you next. See, I, I can totally see why your sister is a favorite in the family. Not that she's the favorite. She's just the youngest. <laughs> no, she's the favorite for sure. No, she agreed to my plan. She's like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, that's a good idea. Let's do that. Your sister is innocent. I don't know why you're implicating oh, her. Oh, she is not innocent. <laughs> don't give me those lies. <laughs> They're not lies. They're just, you know, semi-truths. They're just from what you see. You don't see the underside of it. Like the mentors with Sirius Black. They didn't see his, the dog form. They just saw the human. No, I see your dog form. <laughs> you see mine, not hers. That's different. Oh, God. I keep telling you, it turn, it's going to turn out that your pug is not a pug at all. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. I'd actually explain so much with him. Uh, he does snore like a human, but um, then again, I believe most pugs do that. Anyway. Um, <laughs> anyway. I think one last thing uh, I would just like to say before we wrap it up here is just that uh, Harry Potter, hopefully, during 20, uh, 2025, their streaming rights should go to either HBO Max or Warner Media. Can't wait for that, so then I can just stream the movies instead of always having to put it on whenever I want to. But I mean, physical discs are not super convenient, but they're not a super hassle either. But that would be cool, I guess, now that we have Disney Plus to have all the Harry Potter honestly, all the Harry Potter media well, that's Warner. All in one place. Yeah. That's Warner. Of so course, if it goes to Warner Media, then that'll be for that one. That's what I'm saying. Like you wanna have all the Harry Potter stuff all in one. Yeah. That'll be great. All right. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening to uh, us with our first episode at this. Uh, again, my name is Dion. And I'm Yessie. And we are Geeks, Geeks Coven. Coven.